What's up, guys? It's episode 22 of Most Valuable Dad. I'm rolling solo this week. Um, yeah, so sorry about not getting episodes out. Ran into some tes- technical, not testicles, technical difficulties. Uh, my headphones went out. Kind of hard to record without headphones. Um, I now have a new pair of headphones. I bought these, uh, Sony noise canceling headphones and they're they're fucking crazy. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you get a chance, you want some really sweet ass headphones, get you these things. I mean, as soon as you put them on, so not only do they play awesome music, but they also literally cancel out all the noise around you. I mean, I got them set up last night. Uh, had to take pictures of my ears, like they were. I don't know what they were assessing my. Uh, big ass ears to see how they could make the sound better and like if I'm playing a song it'll literally pause when I go to talk to someone if I just start talking the music will stop so I'm telling you these freaking headphones are awesome sorry for any background noise I'm wandering around my house had the day off today I did a little cleaning you know a little uh doing my house husband duties um, yeah, what do I want to talk about today? Uh, one thing I was thinking about, you know, uh, let's do updates. So, uh, yeah, last time I checked in, Ophelia was six months. Um, we went to the doctor after we recorded that episode. She's actually doing, uh, we're starting to do like solid foods. We're doing like Cheerios and, uh, the puffs, which just scare the shit out of me. Cause it's like, okay, they're going to die, but that's just me. Uh, peanut butter. We did peanut butter, uh, so you like mix it up with stuff and make it really soupy. And we did it one time, and it's funny because my daughter is a dramatic golfer. She coughs even when she coughed while she was eating peanut butter, and we just we all freaked out. It was like, oh my gosh, she's she's allergic to peanut butter. This is the end. I don't know. I don't know if all parents are like that, but I know that I am. There's just always a fear of my kid uh, dying. Um, I was. Uh, Thinking about getting uh, getting a little serious on this episode, talking about like you know vulnerable situations of being a dad, um, being emotional. You know, um, I feel like maybe a lot of dads might be afraid to be emotional. I think you can be a strong father. You can show strength, but you can also show you know emotion. You can show uh, weakness, things like that. Make you human. Makes you human. 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 Like, you know, for your kids to see, because if they just think that you're this strong force, it might be sometimes it might be hard for them to open up. Just saying. Just saying. I had a moment, you know, I'm not afraid to say it. I broke down. I uh, had, uh, we went, when we went down to Oklahoma, I know I talked to you guys probably about a month ago. Uh, I was in the camper with the Ophelia, and uh, she was crying just more than normal. And it was like, you know, she's fed, diapers changed, just woke up from a nap. Really, I think she was just hot, but for some reason, the thing that just popped in my head was like SIDS, you know, uh, southern sudden sudden death or whatever, just for no reason whatsoever. And I'm like, I, I honestly had this fear that my child was just going to die right in front of me in my arms. And I mean, I broke down. I started crying. Uh, I went and got my wife. I was like, hey, man, I need your help. And honestly, I gave her, I gave a feel to Rachel, stopped crying, started smiling. And it was just, I don't know, it was a moment for me. You can call me a pussy, I don't really give a shit. 
Um, I think dads need to work on opening up more. I think that we need to get away from uh, just being strong, and we need to be able to communicate with our kids, sons, daughters, all the same. Because I think that you can show that strong dad force and still show empathy and emotion. I think I think kids need to see that in dads. Um, I really want, you know, I mean, for moms, it's I think it's super easy to be emotional because women are just emotional, you know. But, I mean, men can be emotional, too. And I think they can show more emotions than just anger and, you know, stuff like that. Because, you know, I want my daughter to open up to me. I had, uh, I saw a friend yesterday was talking about, you know, having a girly girl and, you know, kind of all the struggles with that, you know, and the dresses and all this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I'm pretty damn excited about having a girly girl. I'm not going to lie. You know, now that I have a daughter, I'm full-fledged into it. You know, I really want a son sometime, you know, if we get a second child. But, you know, I have Ophelia. And I think, you know, bonding with her, with whatever she likes, is a big thing for me, you know. I want to show her, you know, that I have interest in what she has interest in so that she can feel like she can come to me. You know, she can come to me for things. She can talk to me and not just be like, she goes to her mom, you know, to talk and open up and stuff like that. She just comes to me for, you know, money, which is useless because my wife has all the money too, so... You know, I don't, I, I, I honestly could just be, you know, a housewife at this point. But no offense to housewives. I think you guys are amazing. Stay-at-home moms are the, uh, just the greatest. Uh, just cleaned the house today. So, um, call to dads. Uh, you know, talk, look, look at your kids. Talk to your kids. You know, open up with them. My kid's only six months old, so, you know, I can't open up with her right now. But I think that, you know, we create this bond we start, we start creating it. We start creating an openness, a comfortability. You know, my kid can, you know, see me not only being strong, but also being, you know, you know, showing weakness. Not in, not in a bad way. Everybody's got their weaknesses, but you have to show imperfections so your kids don't feel like they have to live up to these things. You want expectations for your kids, but you don't want them to be, I don't know, un, unobtainable. You know. So those are things that I'm thinking about. Um, Another thing, the last three weeks, um, I think that I've kind of changed a little bit. Starting to really get into my stride as a husband and a father, uh, trying to help my wife out. Cause there was a there was a uh, there was a stretch where you know I was gone a lot, not for the fact that I was just like sneaking out of the house, trying to get away, but I was like you know I had a bunch of trips. Uh, I had a golf trip and a guys trip, and I know that these things, and I really want Rachel to get out and. Uh, um, you know, my wife brought up a big thing to me that, you know, it's like we as guys are like, you know, we want to get out, we want to do things, and we also, you know, we want to push our wives to do things, but, you know, Rachel's, you know, she brings it up, hey, listen, even if I'm not, even if I'm not with the baby, I still have to pump, so I still have to do those things, so it still makes it kind of, you know, you're out and about, and, you know, every three or four hours, you got to, you know, step aside and go pump, so you got to have that on you, you got to be carrying the pump around. You gotta be doing stuff like that. So I think, you know, for a lot of moms, being comfortable in the house is just something that they like. You know, it's it, it, it's a safe haven. We felt the same way. Um, starting out with our daughter, we never left the house, you know. It was just like we have the schedule, we stick to the schedule, we have everything here. I mean, we're brand new parents, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Uh, now I think we're moving more towards, you know, we're, uh, we're adapting on the fly. We're uh, starting to communicate with our daughter, we're starting to be able to read her signs. 
you know, doing naps away from the house. It's not like we're trying to run home and get her into the bed, uh, doing naps in the um, her car seat and uh, other things like that. We're just realizing that, you know, our daughter is pretty uh, adaptable. So uh, don't worry. I think uh, a thing for new parents, you know, you start like you're like, man, am I am I overly cautious because I'm just staying at home all the time? And I'm like, no, I think I think that's a good start. I think it's a good base for first time parents. I mean, hey, man, if you want to go out and about with a new baby, man, more power to you. But I mean, if you have that confidence, we we weren't we like you know we were those we don't know. So it was like it was nice for us to be here because we had everything we needed. We knew we weren't going to forget anything. And then you know we started learning as we went. So I think that's a that's a great option. But I think. Uh, you know, stepping up um, for you know my wife. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk landscaping. Dads, just want to say a little bit. Last Saturday, I spent 15 hours, uh, and I don't have a very big house, if anybody knows. Um, and I put down four tons of river rock. Tore up all my mulch, laid down round cloth, put in river rock. Um, you know, it sucked. It was terrible. I loved it at the end. It was terrible. Um, it's like, is it worth it? And then, you know, I, I saw a guy later that night and he goes, listen, I know how you're feeling now. You're pretty tired, but guess what? Next year, you don't have to fuck with it. It's, it, it's basically like a lifetime thing. So like river rock is hard work, but I suggest it for everybody. River rock is the way to go unless you want to mulch. But I mean, honestly, we have a lot of area. So mulching just sucks. I've mulched many years. Uh, had some issues with it, washing out and shit like that. Uh, mowing grass into your river rock, you just blow it on out with the leaf blower. Just thinking, thinking for you guys, trying to help out. You can spray it for weeds and shit. Get that ground cloth. The new thing I learned about ground cloth, I guess there's like different years. It's like you got 10, 20, and 30. I bought mostly 10 because hopefully I'm going to be building a new house within that time. Um, what else can we do? Cooking dinners. So... A lot of the reasons I haven't been able to uh, do podcasts, even like last week, you know, time just got constrained, trying to work with Nate and stuff like that, Um, but it just kind of got crazy, but it was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jeopardize time with my family for the podcast, usually I try to do it at like 8.30, but you know, sometimes I was working a full day, coming home, and we were cooking dinner, and helping get Ophelia to bed, and stuff like that, so... I got a little tired. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Man, I just didn't want to do the podcast. So, I mean, I'm not making money for it. I, I, I mean, it's awesome because with the podcast, it's like every week I'm like, man, you know, we don't have a lot of listeners. We have a few. But it's like sometimes I'm like, what are we even doing anything? Are we helping anyone? Is it enjoyable for people? Are they having a good time? And then like right when I'm thinking about, you know, We'll just stop doing it. You know, I'll run into someone. They'll be like, hey, man, listen to your podcast. Uh, great time. Or they'll talk. They'll, they'll literally ask me about something. I just talked on a podcast not too long ago. And I'm just like, shit, man. If that one, you know, if that one person is listening and they're enjoying it, then I'll do it for that. I'll do it for one person. And I know that, you know, a lot of the people listening, your dads, moms, whatever. So you understand the grind. You get it. If this was a full-time job. Should I be turning these bad boys out every other day? But, like, you know, it's hard to do things. Like, I don't have Nate here today because our schedules don't always match up. I had a day off because it rains, and I work construction. And I was a good husband, and I cleaned the house. Get those brownie points, boys. You know, cleaning the house. You work hard, come home and work hard. If your wife, no matter what your wife does, she's working hard, too. Unless she's just a lazy piece of shit, whatever. But, you know, work as a team. Come home. I talk about it all the time, man. Split up those chores. Get them done. I know that this weekend, um, 
the wife's going away for the weekend, so it's me and the baby girl. I'm not going to be able to do a lot. So, you know, I'm trying to get as much done as I can now. Uh, I know that Rachel likes the house clean before she goes. I'm really just tooting my own horn. Toot, toot. But I uh, wanted to make sure the house was clean so she could go and have a relaxing time and not have to worry about, you know. I don't know what it is with women cleaning the house before they go places. They're always like, I want to come home to a clean house. And I'm just like, so let's clean it right before we leave and when we could be planning on shit to leave. But whatever. It's a fucking nightmare. But, you know, those are women. We love women. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Can't kill them. Or they say that. Um, yeah, so think about that. When you have little kids, you know, toddlers and stuff like that, if you're a dad, don't be afraid to get soft. Have that soft spot with your kid. Later on down the road, they might want to come to you and, you know, talk to you about personal issues. Because they need that. They need, uh, you know, it's easy to talk to your friends and open up to them, but you're still looking at, like, a level playing field. Like, you're talking to a friend not as a superior, but as, like, you know, they're in the same line of fire. But if you can open up to, like, a parent, you're like, all right, they've lived this life. They have many years of experience under their belt. Maybe they can help out, you know? And that's what you can do for your kids. Open up. Talk to them. It's like, oh, we got to be the big, burly dad, da 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 And I'm like, you can do that. You can totally be the manly father. I think the most manly thing about a man is being able to be empathetic which I struggle with, if you ask my wife, uh, to show emotion other than anger and happiness. You know, Showing sadness, showing love, crying, stuff like that. The biggest strengths are what I think a lot of men think of as sissy stuff. Who cares? Get in touch with your feminine, your feminine side. If you have a daughter, definitely. I mean, if you have a tomboy girl, I mean, that's awesome too. But I mean, if you have a girly girl, get in touch with that girly side. If she wants to pick your toenails, go for it. It's just that you're connecting with your kid. It's not about the outside world. It's not about what everybody says. It's about connecting with your child. Yeah? Another thing I was thinking about talking about on the podcast, and I think this could go a long way. I think I'll talk about it with Nate sometime because I think this is a good one. It's like thinking about, you know, right now my kid's really young, and as they evolve, I mean, are they going to be like me? Are they going to be like Rachel? You know, are you, who are your kid's going to be like, and are they going to be as bad or as good as you you know i mean i was a fucking i was a hellion of a child i mean it wasn't just like normal shit it was like police involved shit so you know my parents they went through some shit but you know we made it hopefully i can you know hopefully going through it and being that kid i can turn around and like you know kind of get you know understand where my uh where my kids at try to read that maybe that was something we weren't talking me and my parents weren't communicating well in those situations i know that they were trying really hard but i guess i wouldn't i wouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt and i think uh, you know that's on me but uh, yeah i mean think about yourself as a kid were you terrible were you were you a fucking shithead a nerd nerds are cool were you a douchebag are you still a douchebag um Real fucking, you know, one of those bitches. If you're a girl, uh, it's like, what do you? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that you know, as parents, we're gonna like basically create our children. But a lot of there, there's gonna be tendencies inside of them that just come from them genetically, from you. 
you know, my daughter looks nothing like me, but she might be exactly like me, which I think is going to be awesome. Uh, there's this little thing in me where I'm like, all right, me and my daughter are like best friends. We're kind of teaming up on Rachel, but in a fun way, you know. But I know that my baby girl loves her mama just as much as she loves her daddy and uh, a very happy family. Um, but all the shit you used to do in high school, and think about your kid doing it. You want to talk about a situation, all right? You're always thinking about this. You're younger. Now you're thinking about it as parents. You're talking about drinking. You're talking about drinking in high school. Okay? <laughs> I actually asked Rachel. I know, like, I didn't I didn't plan on having her kids. I didn't be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that parent where it's like, hey, it's okay to drink as long as you keep your car keys, whatever. Hey, if you want to be that parent, whatever. That's on you. You go to jail, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But I, I, I did bring it up just to see what she would say. I was like, hey, are, are we the pro drinking? No, we do not. We do not stand for that. I think I think the best way to go about it is you're like, listen, don't drink. And if they do, keep it behind the back. But I think if you hear about it, do you go without saying it, or you talk? You got to talk to them about it. You gotta be like, listen. Like it's like, okay, it's one thing if it's like, I know my parents know I'm drinking, but they're just not saying anything about it because it hasn't come up. We haven't got caught or anything like that. Whereas you could be like, hey, listen. I know you're drinking. I don't approve of it. Okay. If I catch you doing it, I will beat your ass. I think that's a fair statement. But listen. But if you manage to sneak one by me, which you might, if you manage to sneak one by me, here are some tips and tricks, okay? If you're going to drink, okay, there's a lot of things your kids are going to do as they grow up that you can't have any control of. But, you know, like you try to talk them through that. If you're going to drink, listen, don't drive, okay? Stay wherever the fuck you are. Don't drive, you know? I am the last person. I have a fucking OWI, okay? I got caught drinking and driving. Don't ask me why it's an OWI and not a DUI. I swear it was alcohol. I was not on methamphetamine or anything like that. So I don't know. But I'm saying don't drink and drive. That's not, you know, stay away from the drinking and driving. Unless you're driving your golf cart home from Bernie's. I've never heard of that. I don't know what you're talking about. But don't drink and drive. And just, just make good decisions. Drinking in any situation is just bad. You know, we're in high school. Guys are just getting fucked up. That's what we do in high school. And then we're trying to get girls to drink so we can have sex with them. And if you're trying to tell the story any other way, you're wrong. We all know that that's the situation. That's what guys do and that's what girls do. Girls are full of insecurity at a young age and guys are just taking advantage of it. It's just a circle of life, okay? I stand up for men. I love you all. But fuck, man, we have got to get it together. We're pretty harsh on women. I give you credit. Granted, they're crazy. But... Maybe we got a little something to do with that. Just saying, okay? Getting off topic here. You're talking about your kids being like you, right? You're going to be a little fucking little whore, little whorehound, going around having sex with everybody? Hey, listen, wrap that thing up. Do it for you. That's, I think that's a big goal. You're having the sex talk. Whew, that's a toughie. My daughter's only six months, but I think about these things. I look at, you know, I watch a lot of movies now where there's like uh, father-daughter situations. Uh, and it, it starts making me tear up. Uh, walking my daughter down the aisle probably one of be the greatest experience ever. I will ball like a fucking... I will cry so hard. It'll be embarrassing. But, like, I mean, dude, I watched... What is that? Oh, G.I. Joe. If you ever watch that movie, it's kind of dumb. It's not like a suspenseful movie. But there's literally a spot in that where it's like, Oh, man, I've served with your dad. He'd be so proud of you. Da-da-da-da. And I, I teared up. It just made me... Yeah, I'm a fucking pussy. I don't even care. I cry a lot. 
I never cried before I had a kid, and now I do. I don't know if anybody else is like that. If you, like, weren't emotional and now you're super emotional, like, it's over the top. Like, I did not used to be anything like this, and now I just can't control it. Like, these emotions are uncontrollable. Like, there's certain things where I could, like, fake emotions and act like it's true, but, like, now it's just, like, I have no control of it, and it has to do with that little fucking 16-pound cutie I call my daughter. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's all these things you got to prepare for as you move on in life. And there's all these fears you have to think about. Um, Another thing, like, you know, I saw where, you know, like a child passed away at like 9 or 10 years old from eating a mini muffin. One of my listeners might know about this. Um, My my heart goes out to that family. Honestly, I just, I have no idea how to control that. But it's like, when you think you're out of the water, like my nephew eats mini muffins all the fucking time. It's just like, you can't, there's some things that you just can't control. You can do as much as you can and like, you don't even know. Well, you just gotta, you gotta fucking, that's what I'm saying, you gotta spend every, as much time as you can with your children. Be there, talk with them, be present, hang out, be a friend and a parent, don't get too friendly, and, you know, hang out with your wife, be with your family, love each other, talk. If you have a problem, communicate it. That's another, that's the thing with men, you know, it's like we try to bury our feelings inside and then we just get angry all the time when we're mad that are significant other are just like we're spiteful but why what what is their problem they do, that, how are they supposed to approach the situation if we don't let them know what it is you know we got to communicate we got to talk uh, what else is happening in the world of parenting uh my wife uh officially gone into dad i haven't bought the white new balances but my wife says every time you borrow something whether it be like i borrowed a dump trailer or things like that She's always like, every time you use something, you're always like, yeah, I need one of these. And I'm like, I think that's another dad statement that goes along with, uh, you know, when you strap it down and you got to grab the strap and say it's not going anywhere. I think every time you use a tool that you really like, you got to say that. You got to say, I need one of those. It'd be beneficial. I'd use it once a year, but fucking that one time, it'd be super beneficial. I bought a shovel. I bought a shovel at Lowe's. Nice flat. It was a flat shovel. Biggin'. Cobalt, real nice, real sturdy. Got it at Lowe's. Uh, fucking cute. Beautiful for moving river rock. Along with my gorilla cart. Uh, get you a gorilla cart. I got mine at Menards. It's like a little dump trailer. So it's like a wagon. So you can move it and then you dump it. Got a dump trailer. Pretty sweet. Now it's not electronic, but you know what I'm saying. Works good. Love it. Um, got a lot of yard work done. Like yard work for dads are pretty awesome. I think there's, you know, there's 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 dads that love yard work and there's dads that don't. I mean, I feel bad for dads that don't love yard work because I fucking love it. Nothing makes me more excited than striping the yard. I like doing things on the weekend. Haven't had a weekend in a while. I mean, my fucking driveway looks like a, like a fucking forest. There's freaking weeds everywhere. But luckily, my Amazon package just came today. I got my spray. I'm going to be spraying soon. We're going to get this bad boy cleaned up. Going to be looking real fire. Looking good. Looking solid. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, parenting things. Oh, there's another thing I want to talk to you about. My wife ordered this, and I think it's pretty cool. Um, so things that you don't know about parenting, not that you need them, but like that you want... 
We got this paper. What is this called? Love Every. Uh, it's like a play kit that you order per month. So right now we're on five and six. It's called the sensor. But these things, like they send specific, they send specific toys to stimulate certain activities for learning with your children. It's fucking wild. Pretty crazy. I mean, you don't need these things. You can do whatever the hell you want. I'm not here to tell you. But I mean, like our doctor's always telling us different things of like, you know, challenging your kids to learn different things. I mean, hey man, if I can do it and make my kids smart and possibly rich to take care of me further on, that's a nicer nursing home. I'm there. So this thing's called Love Every, but it's got, yeah. So it's got different phases with months. I'm reading this fucking paper right here. and But there's just, there's all kinds of, they're weird, weird ass toys. Like uh, there's some play socks. So they like they put the you put the socks on their feet and they got little balls on them. And they're like supposed to pull them off or something like that. Um, there's a tissue box. Uh, there's tummy time wobbler. There's just so much. It's it these toys are the weirdest fucking thing you'll ever see. You look at them and be like, what? It's it, it, they're learning toys, but they're they're it's interesting. Like when I'm like, what the fuck is this for? And then Rachel's like, well, it's supposed to stimulate this. And I'm like, oh, pretty fucking intriguing. It's pretty crazy. It is so wild. All the shit that we have. All the stuff that is available to us as parents. And like I think that uh, you know it's 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 crazy because some of the stuff we get so we get so attached to and we think we can't live without it. One time our baby monitor broke on our camera. It was like 9 o'clock at night. I probably told this story before. But Rachel was like, you're going to buy a new monitor. I'm like, I'll get one in the morning. No, you're going to buy one now. And then you're like, people have been raising children without baby monitors and cameras forever. But now we have it, it's like, I'm using it. I am so glad to be parenting right now. I don't know how to make it easier. A nanny that just does everything, just stays in the room, always with the baby 24-7. Shut up. Sorry, that was my dog. But um, parenting is super easy. There's so much shit. Axel, I'm on the freaking podcast. Sorry, that's my dog. Dude has literally been dead all day, and now he wants to decide to start barking. Lay down. I'll beat you. I do beat my dog. You want to go? Go lay down. In your bed. Okay. Sorry about that. But yeah, just all the shit that is available to us for parenting is wild. Uh, really happy with your guys' suggestions on topics because you haven't suggested shit. I'm taking care of something real quick. Hold your horses. Axel, quit barking. We'll tap on the nose, guys. Calm down. Beat everyone in my family, but um, yeah, you guys aren't suggesting anything. I know there's people listening. Uh, they talk to me, um, which is pretty cool. I'm glad you guys are listening. I hope that it's enjoyable. If not, I don't know. stop listening. I guess, but um, yeah. So love everything. Love every. Did I say love everything or love every? Love every toy set subscription. Pretty awesome. 
like once a once every two months it looks like pretty good deal i don't know how much it is uh but yeah different shit for your kids to get intrigued with you know because i mean honestly you can never have enough toys i mean you can't as far as your house goes it's just there's toys everywhere but your kids are just like they're so they're so uh uh well like add like they can't focus on certain things for very long because i mean i'm like I'm cycling toys through my kids. My kid, yeah, like, I'll put her on the floor and I'll be there and I'll be like, here's a toy. And, I, you know, she'll play with it in 15 seconds and boom. And I'm like, next one. You know, I'm just throwing toys at it, just like keeping her happy. Boom, wake up, keep her happy for three hours. Feed her, keep her happy, and then put her down for a nap. That's all I'm doing, just keeping her happy. But it's fun. I think in the beginning, it got a little, it was, uh, it was hard um, because the kids just required so much attention. Maybe I'm a bad parent. But, you know, in the beginning, your kids is just completely, completely just dependent on you. And then there's, like, a certain time where they start, like, doing self-play. It's like she's sitting there or she's laying there to the point where you can, like, walk away and come back, you know, as opposed to, like, she needs everything from you. Like, now my kid is, like, you know, she's in her jumper and she's jumping. And it's not like, you know, it's not my job 24-7 to be keeping her entertained. It was tiring. It's exhausting. I will tell you that. It's exhausting while your kids away, keeping them entertained, keeping them going. Um, you know, throw them in front of the TV, whatever. I don't care. Uh, you know, I was there's there's always these screen time discussions. It's like uh, my kid will never see a TV or this or that. And I'm like, dude, it's part of the world now. I think that I think that anything in this world, your child has to be involved in because eventually they're just gonna be involved in it. So why wouldn't you want them to experience it when they're with you? As opposed to just like keeping it away from them for all these years and then finally when they get out on their own, they experience it anyway and they don't even care. Like I, and, and then they're like, maybe they're over-experiencing it, you know? Certain things like that, like phones, TVs. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching TV and your kid being on there. My kid is really into Wicked Tuna. She doesn't have a choice. It's on Disney Plus. If anybody has Disney Plus, Wicked Tuna. I'm on my fifth, fifth season of ten. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, I'm really good. Uh, I can guess almost to the dollar every time what a, a, a tuna fish will go per pound. You know, it's pretty tough. It may seem easy. You know, you're probably laughing, but maybe one day my daughter's going to become a Wicked Tuna fisherman. You know, never know. But I think that. Let's, let's put it this way, you know, pretty easy. Screen time for your kids is good as long as it doesn't become a crutch for you or it doesn't become a tool for you to use as parenting. If you're all in the room together and you're hanging out watching TV together, it's one thing. But if you're using it, and I'm not saying all the time, if you're using it a lot of the time, like you're just setting your kid down in front of the TV so you can do other things, and I'm not even talking about like cleaning your house. If you're cleaning your house, if you're like, you know, you got your kid in the jumper and they're watching TV and you're in that area, but you're like in and out kind of, but you're doing productive things, I understand that. If you're setting your kid in front of the TV to walk away to be on your phone or something like that, that's not as good. Sometimes, okay, step away, have a moment. But, you know, like I said, once it becomes a regular thing, maybe that's when it's a problem. But hey, teach their own. Honestly, I can only give you as many tips as I want. I can tip, 
I can give you all the tips in the world, but like you're going to raise your kid your way. I'm raising my kid my way. I'm just trying to throw out some ideas that maybe you haven't thought of that might work. And uh, maybe some opinions that you might not like, but you know, I've been doing that all my life. Ask my parents. I literally am just here to cause turmoil. I am the biggest arguer slash debater. Um, not for the fact that I'm full of information and I can debate anything. Just for the fact that I love to argue with people. I don't know. It's probably a dickish. It's a dickish tendency. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I live to argue with people. You know, if you say one, if you say black, I'll say white, just to get in your head. But um, that's what I'm here to tell you. You know, this is me as a parent. Now that I have kids, I understand what it's like to have kids. You know, because all the time it was like, you'll understand once you have children. And I have children, and I still don't understand half the shit that they're saying. But some of the stuff is starting to make a little bit of sense. So that's cool with me. Um, yeah. Kids are resilient. I don't know if I tell you that. They are they're 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 not as soft as we think they are. Cuz I mean, we're fucking we we as much as we try to keep them safe, we're we're actually we're accidents waiting to happen. Uh anything any of the uh my daughter's incidences thus far in her life have been caused by her parents, you know. Me for the most part uh popped her head into the ceiling while trying to place her into the um ergo carrier still don't know if that's gonna like stunt growth or she's gonna be like side-headed one day i don't know but i think uh, that was a tough day for me uh but yeah don't be afraid you will be because i am you know i can tell you many times everybody told me all the time too and it still doesn't matter i could say i literally am telling people as i'm raising a kid what it's like and it's still like you're still not gonna believe it i didn't believe it like it, it, as many people reassure me you just don't leave, you don't believe it until you live it and I think it, I think it one day just clicks. Like, you know, I was talking to uh, Nate. We were talking about it, you know, like following, uh, like finally feeling like your dad mode take over. Like it's like when you first start out, you have a baby and you're learning how to be a father. You're learning the steps to raising this child, feeding, sleeping, changing diapers, uh, while also working, your lifestyle, social life. Uh, being a good parent, all these things, okay? Being a father, not just being, you know, Chad now is a dad, which is fucking crazy, okay? But now, like today, like when I'm picking my kid up, I'm that kid's dad, and I know my dad duties, okay? And I know that they're going to change as we get older, there's going to be new things, but now, I'm fucking feeling it, you know? I don't know if other dads are like this, I don't know if it happened for you with your first kid, second kid, whatever. But it's like, uh, like for me, it was like, now, like I said, in the beginning, it was just so, it was, it was a scary and it was nervous. And now I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for the unknown. Uh, in the beginning, I was like, I didn't know. And I'm scared to find out. Now I'm like, this is my kid. And I'm prepared to take on whatever, whatever she throws at me, whatever new thing she changes. And it's, it, it, it is honestly the best time. I will say in the beginning, it's, it's a lot of work, and everybody will say that, and parenting continues to be work, but I think there's a certain time when it goes from work of say, keeping your kid alive to work, you're a father, and you enjoy it, and it's wonderful, and I can't, I, I, I hope that everybody feels that way. Um, one day, you know, it'll happen sometime. I think for everybody, it finally clicks. It may click when that kid first pops out, you know. I've always wanted to be a you know, I was ready for kids since day one. 
Rachel swore by not having kids. And now she's a great mother. Amazing. And, you know, I mean, I love it. We have, we, we have the best kid. So um, I think no matter what your mindset is, I think eventually when you have a kid, I think, you know, even like accidental kids, I think that, you know, when you're forced into it, when you weren't expecting it, I think that it still just clicks in. You just, one day you're just like, fuck yeah, man. You know, like the, the, the jean shorts and the white New Balances with the tucked in American flag. I'm going to say it's an old Navy shirt. You know, they just pop up with the phone case. They're delivered to your door, and it's like, you're a dad. For moms, I'm going to go there. You're going to kill me. Uh, it's the uh, the blowback short hairdo. Um, the uh, I'm going jeans. They wear jeans a lot more instead of, like, dresses, skirts. They wear jeans uh, and what I call a mom heel, which turns me on now. Uh, my wife wearing mom heels and jeans is really sexy. Which, you know, beforehand I would be like, what the fuck? And I'm like, damn, girl, get it. But it's like, uh, it's like a short heel. It's like a boot with a heel. It's like a boot heel. It's a heel boot. You know what I'm saying? A little zipper. Like a heel boot. But it's like a, it's still like a, a heel. Not a boot with a heel, but it's like a heel boot, you know? And, uh, but yeah, moms with the blowback hairs. That, that's all, like, if I think of a mom, that's, that would be the mom thing. Like, you know, the dad things, the white new balances, the shorts... The jean shorts, you can't call them jorts, they're jean shorts because jean shorts and jorts are different. And then the tucked in shirt with the belt thing, that's the, that's the typical dad. And the typical mom, physically, it's got to be the blowback hair, right? I think, and I'm not saying all you moms look like you have blowback hair, I'm just saying that the uh, predominant image in my mind is that blowback kind of short spiky hair look. Um, just because my mom kind of had a, a shorter hair look. She rocks it. Well, beautiful. But like I'm saying, that's what I'm imagining as like the mom package. And it's jeans and a heel. I think that's the new thing. I don't know what it was older. I don't know. Women, I, I don't know. So that's me being an idiot. Uh, anywho, what else? What else is new in the world of parenting? I'm trying to think here. Um... Does everybody's kid wake up super fucking happy all the time in the morning? I mean, I get it because they don't have any they don't have any problems, they don't have any concerns or real issues going on in their life. But dude, when I walk into my kid's uh, you know kid's room in the morning after I see that she's kind of woken up, or if I need to wake her up, say she's sleeping in, dude, like just the the greatest face ever. Like you know how we wake up and we're like, fuck, man, I need to go back to bed. I could sleep the rest of the day. I'm gonna fucking kill my input no, I'm, just, I'm gonna blow this place up now but with them man dude they just wake up in the best spirits and really it makes the day better for me so I'm just saying you know if your wife is waking up your kids look into it look into waking your kids up really a joy whether you like it or not if you I mean unless your kid just doesn't like waking up which might be a thing you know well, I think eventually my daughter will probably be like no I don't want to wake up this is bullshit but as of right now, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I think we hit on some really good topics. I mean, we're 40 minutes in. I'm talking to myself. I think that these are the hardest podcasts to do. Um, podcasts I listen to with people talking to themselves. It's unbelievable to think about it. And honestly, I didn't write anything down. I think a lot of our podcasts are gibberish. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, if you remember the interview we had with the... Um, 
South African man, I can't think of his name right now, which I'm a dipshit. I think I think it was Mark, okay? Mark, with get, we get outdoors, which they reached out to us. We had a great interview. They sent us, uh, in the interview, talk. he talks about sending us uh, the dad pack, um, which is like a pack of activities for you to do with your kids. Uh, he sent us one to try out. Um, so I actually sent it over to Nate because I can't do it with my kids. She's only six months old. But he's got the, you know, one and a half and the almost three-year-old, I think. Um, but hopefully he's going to try that out. And, um, yeah, maybe we can get some good reviews for you guys. Something you guys might want to look into. Um, and then we'll get, we'll get you guys the link um, to buy that. Because I think it's pretty cool. The way that he talked about it, it's kind of fun. Because, you know, it's kind of hard to think about things to do with your kids outdoors. As opposed to just going outside and, you know, being out there with your kid and doing stuff that they want to do and maybe you don't enjoy, you know. Like, sometimes kids can be annoying. I get it. But say you're both outside and you're both having a good time. If there's a chance that you can have fun with your kid and you're having fun, you're not just having fun for them, I'd take it. I'm into that. And I think everybody else would be too. So, yeah, hopefully he'll, he's going to do that, and uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get better in the schedule. Probably not, but I tell you all the time because, you know, it was, we missed last week, and now it's Thursday of this week. So, basically, we're on it. We're almost to the third week at some point. But, like I said, this isn't my full-time job, and I've got a family, and I know you guys all understand that. Um I do, uh, uh, I want to say something about Nate. Let's see if he listens to this episode. I bet he won't. But uh, I don't know if we talked about it. It was really funny. But in the beginning, um, Nate was putting River Rock around his house. And he had it in front of his house for over a year. It was really funny because Sarah would give him a hard time about it. And I started giving him a hard time. And uh, I had River Rock at my house for four days and it's gone. So, whoop, whoop toot my horn sorry nate love you that's just it's just good humor just give me a hard time um yeah we're gonna have to get back with nate on all these projects that he's putting together um my next project is just spraying the art dad projects spraying the art uh we're gonna do a a a dove pasture in the back but that's not gonna go down too much rain didn't have enough time to get it all planted so gonna wait till next year but i'm ready for next year might buy a tiller um, looking into buying a side-by-side. I think that's going to be a sweet purchase. Mm. Man, I really wish you guys were more interactive. It's hard to to read. Uh, you know, is there stuff that you guys want to talk about? Is there thing Like, I wish people would just reach out and be like, dude, you're an idiot. This is what it is. This is how it really is. Because, like, I almost want to learn from other dads and... I mean, I mean, because you guys are only getting my perspective, and I have a six-month-old child. There's parents out there, like I mean, we interviewed my dad, who has kids that are 31 and 35. Wait, I'm 32. My bad. 32 and 35 with grandkids now. I mean, those are the, those are the crazy interviews. They're good. Okay, they're good in the fact that they give you knowledge from like a past and kind of like things to learn from. But it really, the best time is like parents of like four and five-year-olds now. That are maybe like my age, because I can understand that, you know, I'm 32 years old and just had my first child, and I think that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are the same age or older that have children my age, or there's people, I think that people that are my age with kids older than mine are a good source of information, 
just seeing like what I'm coming into because you know if you go too far back in time, you know, the the time difference is difference. You know, like when my when my dad was raising me, you know, it was the '90s. Okay, we were worried about Y2K, like the whole world was going to shut down. Right now, we're worried about uh, COVID. I don't know, is that still a thing? Uh, just us killing each other, basically. So I mean, it's uh, it's it's a different realm of parenting. So I would really like, and a good thing is like for Nate, like Nate has like a his kids are just a little bit older, like you know. A year and a half so there's like a year which is perfect which means like I'm right behind I'm still following in the times so there's not going to be a lot of different trends as far as you know technology and different shit like that goes but that's the stuff like you know there's parents of uh, the younger kids we want those and you know, older we want all the dads um, I uh, it was really crazy for me when we were interviewing my dad I didn't know how it was gonna go like it was perfect it was awesome I think we had uh, one of our highest play sets. Uh, the most people played it and really enjoyed Everybody loves my dad. You know, Chuck's a great guy. So, uh, but it's just fun to listen to people talk about that shit. I know that I don't know why. I don't know if I'm offering any knowledge. But I wish that people would talk back. Because I want this to be less, you know, I, I, it's a podcast. But less, more than that, I, I want it to be more like a forum. Like, I wish we were doing stuff on the Facebook page. I don't know. Maybe I should start asking questions. Like, but it, I mean, like I said, it's hard to do. It's hard to keep up with. Because um, I do, uh, you know, work construction, raising a six-month-old. I do have a Facebook. I'm not as good on social media as I want to be. Uh, when I get a follow request, I feel really bad. Like I feel like I should reach out and be like, listen, this isn't gonna be as good as you want it to be. But I do. Like I try for like a week. Like I'm like, ooh, this is a cool person. Uh, like a new friend that I just met, like a new younger friend, like in their like their late twenties, and I'm like, ooh, I gotta be, I gotta be trendy and popular, so I'll start posting stupid pictures on Facebook, or Instagram and Facebook. You'll notice it if you're my friend. You definitely notice this now that I've pointed it out. You're like, man, like Chad's never, Chad hasn't posted in forever, and like he posted like what this really trendy, modern picture. What's that for? It's because I got a new follower, of uh, a younger age, and I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to seem cool. I know I'm cool, but I want as many people. My goal is to have the biggest funeral ever. And it's not like I invited them. That's just how many people really love me. So that's my goal. But, um, yeah, so things to think about. Talking about sex with your children. Talking about the anatomy with your children. Another big thing, I've got a few minutes. Uh, Rachel was always talking about, hey, you know, your daughter's coming in, you know, it's going to be that time. You know, she's coming a woman with periods and shit like that. Boobs are growing, weird issues. She's like, you're going to have to know all these things. And I'm like, man, I can just, like, I was laughingly, I was like, well, I mean, you just tell me what tampons to go buy. I don't buy them gladly. But yeah, I think it's uh, maybe not knowing, because I think, I mean, I'm not going to be able to understand it. I'm not going to be able to sit there and say, you know, I know what you're going through because I don't. Rachel will be able to do that. But there's still an opportunity for us to support daughters, sons. I think, you know, as boys, we go through shit too. I mean, there was a time when I, I, I found out that, you know, if I stroke my buddy, that it feels good. Okay? I said it. Everybody figures it out. I don't know when, but you just kind of figure it out. But I think there's still 
there's an opportunity as parents to get in there, not get in there, but uh, to discuss things. Um, maybe start knocking. I think that's something that we should look into as parents. I'm going to be a knocker. I'm going to give time. It's not a knock and an enter. I'm going to knock and allow you to come to the door and welcome me in. Okay? Just saying. Just saying, Mom and Dad. Maybe let's, if you're going to knock, give the man a chance to get up and uh, prepare himself for your entrance. Not that he's doing anything crazy or unwanted. Maybe there's a chance. He's having a moment of private time. Okay? Women are all the same. So... We're not knocking, entering. We're knocking and waiting for the door to open. Okay? All right? Okay? Unless it's like the middle of the day. If they're doing that in the middle of the day, okay. But I'm talking about like a nighttime or something like that. If you're knocking while your child's in bed or you're knocking and you hear, you think that you hear distant moaning, maybe just let it go. Maybe just let it go. That's for dads of sons. Dads of daughters, don't even knock. Send the wife. Just, No. I couldn't imagine. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. If your parents catch you doing that to yourself, catching your child in sex is one thing. I can't imagine it. Like, if I think about it from my perspective as a kid, it's like, whatever. But now I'm thinking of it as a parent. I'm like, ah! You know, so. <laughs> Just those things. I right, let's prepare, okay? Son, if you have a son, knock. Don't enter. Wait here for a welcome. Wife, okay? It's going to be, you know, if a dad walks in, he's like, ah, that, you know what I'm saying? But if it's a, if it's the mom, I'm telling you, moms, if you're listening, knock and wait, okay? Knock. Hey, it's your mother, okay? Not coming in. Don't go in. Don't enter the room. Same thing with dads with daughters. I'm just saying, don't enter the room. You might see something you don't want to. Wait for the opening, all right? Just saying. I think that that's something that I've learned. I mean, maybe I think, you know, there, there could be a heat of the moment where you're like, God, you open the door and, you know, I hope that never happens. I hope my daughter doesn't catch me and my wife having sex. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work as our child gets older. You know, right now it's super easy. She's in her crib across the house. She doesn't move. She can't come to us. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I guess that's another thing we have to, I think that's something we could talk about, you know? How do we prepare, as parents, how do you have sex with kids that have a bed that they can get out of and come into your room? Higher locks on the door? Are they, I mean, locking the door, I still don't even want to hear them. Like, I'm in the middle of it, and all of a sudden I hear, Daddy? Like, that's not going to fucking fuck with me every time now. Every time I go to get intimate, I'm like, there's going to be a knock at the door. I guess you just send them to grandma's. Send them to grandma's. Or, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think that's a good idea. I think we covered a lot of great topics today. Uh, mainly just me inside my head talking to you. Hopefully you enjoy listening. Uh, I'm not supposed to talk to you guys directly. I'm just supposed to talk and you guys listen. That's what I was always told about a podcast. Which I don't really give a shit. Because I'm not a podcast professional. And I don't make a lot of money doing this. But. Alright. Sex talk with kids. Think about it. Um, vulnerability as fathers. Think about it. Think about being more empathetic with your children. Think about supporting them. Think about being able to, for them to come to you. You, I don't give a shit what you are, how tough you think you are. You're going to want your kid to want to talk to you. If, if you don't, you're just a terrible person. If you're a parent, 
you're going to want your kid to feel like they can open up to you. Because if they can't, they're going to go elsewhere, they're probably going to get the bad advice, and things are going to be bad. I'm not a fucking genius, but I, I'm a human being, and I realize that, you know, if you're going to go to somebody, you want to be able to go to your parents. You want to be able to talk to them about things. Moms are easy. They're, they're always there because that's just what they're used to. But guys, it's hard. And I think whether you have a son or a daughter, you know, if you have a son, it's going to be easier for him to go to his dad to talk about things because you guys share the same experiences as far as being males. But I think even with dads and moms and then daughters and dads, opening up is still something that should be a positive. It should be something that you're thinking about, okay? This is a new age of parenting, right? You're worried about all the shit going on out in the world about your kid getting involved in. You better be supporting them, communicating with them. Not talking down to them, but talking with them. They're going to be humans. They're going to learn their own brain. They're going to start thinking on their own. You want them to trust you. You don't want them to look at you as an authoritative. You do want to be authoritative. It's a fine line. It's fucking crazy, okay? I'm thinking of it off the top as I go. You want your kid to be able to open up to you, but they are looking up to you. You don't want them to see you as a friend. You are a friend to them, but you're also their parent. You don't want them to see them as Billy Bob down the road that they hang out with all the time or Susan, their best friend from fifth grade. You want to be their friend, but in the parent form, okay? That makes sense to you? It makes sense to me. Alright, um, yeah, that's, that was the big thing that I want to talk about. Don't be afraid to be weak. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to show emotions as dads. I think it's cool. Uh, girl dads, I think it's awesome to be girly with your kids. I can't wait to buy my daughter her first pair of Uggs. I'm going to be the best braider in the world. I'm super stoked about it. Uh, buying my daughter clothes. I love clothes. I love fashion. Not like in the sense that I'm really good at it. I just like to be bright and colorful and stand out. So hopefully my daughter has that same mentality because my wife just likes to wear black. But I'm just going to force feed my kid collar until she loves it. Uh, or I'll just give her like collar and black. But we're going to like stand out with black. Whatever we do, it's going to be fucking awesome. That's all I'm saying. I think other dads can do the same thing. I think um, uh, we talked about products. We used to talk about products all the time. My favorite product now right now is love every we just got our first subscription everything in it is fucking weird as shit but it makes perfect sense there's a little pamphlet in there showing you like developmental processes you know if you're a first time parent some of that shit you don't know you can look it up on the internet i just like to pay people to tell me things and then i learn other things on the fly so that's just how it goes um next week we're gonna have nate back i don't have any topics for you because i honestly just think them up as we go um, I really would love, if you're listening to this podcast, just shoot me a message on, you don't have to, like, for other people to see, shoot me a message on Facebook. Come up with some other topics, something I can talk about. Maybe if you want to hear about shit not involving dad, maybe some of the dumb shit I've done. It is a dad podcast, I guess we don't always have to talk about parenting, we talk about other dad things, sports, betting, fucking not women, because we're probably mostly married and our wives will kill us, but... Think about these things and let us know. We really want to talk about it. We really want to talk with you. We want to help you help us help you help other dads. We want to be a fucking a unit together fighting the moms. I'm just kidding. Moms are strong. They are. They're strong in their units. As soon as one mom comes in, the other moms, they surround her and accept her. Okay? With dads, you just become a dad. But we need to do the same thing. We need to become a dad unit. We need to become, you know, 
It's like battle of the parents. Who can be the best parent? We're going to fucking win. Alright? I think it should be always. Who can be the better parent? Because that, that just makes you strive to be a better parent all the time. You compete with them. I think it's a fun way. I'm not saying like fucking kill you. Put them down. But I'm saying like you're building off of each other. Well, they did this. What can I do to be better? You know? I feel like if you feed off of that, you have a parenting competition. And what do you end up with? A kid who loves their fucking parents because they keep trying to be awesome. Okay? Think about it. All right? Have a great fucking week. I forgot to tell you. Happy 4th of July. It was great. I hate fireworks, so I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, you can hate me all you want. I don't care. I think they're the dumbest thing ever. I will waste money on anything more than anyone. I will throw money at stupid shit, but I will not throw money at fireworks. I'm sorry. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you had the greatest time of your life. Don't ask me to go. Um, had a great time. Had a great weekend with friends and family. Um, I hope, I don't know if Levi listens to this. Levi smoked some fucking ribs and they were amazing. Had a fresh fryer, fish, fresh fish fry at my parents' house. It was awesome. Had a lot of fun. Ophelia is a swimmer. We had a lot of great times at the pool. Um, yeah. Um, I don't have any dad jokes because I'm not really good at them. I'm learning. I think you, I think you start to get those later on. I think when it's awkward for the kid is when you get really good at it. Like, it's not hard, it's, you know, because it doesn't affect my daughter now, but I think when, like, she can be embarrassed in, like, a fun way, I think when that's when we'll really come into our own with dad jokes. I think that's the, the law of the land. But um, happy parenting, happy dads, most valuable dads. Um, go out there and fucking kill it. Moms, if you're listening, you're doing great. Dads, you're doing awesome. Just be present. Fucking hang out with your kid. Honestly, in the, in the, the simplest sense of parenting, you can be a good parent by doing one thing. Being present. Just be present. Everything else will fall into place. Um, I love you all. I love all my listeners. Um, I love it when you guys come up to me and tell me you listen to my podcast. It makes me feel really good about myself. And it makes me feel like I'm reaching people. So, um, have a great week. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. That's the plan. Uh, hopefully, Nate's here. Um, we love you. And have a good one. So, see ya.